George Clooney was a Batman. Yeah. Val Kilmer was a Batman. Yeah. Michael Keaton was a Batman. Yeah. And we had Frost and Poison Ivy trying to save the world against climate change. You Arnold. Know, freeze everything. And was that actually everything. what they were no! doing in that movie? Holy <laughs> shit. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would become like must-watch TV in like classrooms. We'd know, be like, right? all right, guys. Like, Sit down and watch Batman. Watch I know it's a superhero thing, but there's also important theories about yes, climate change. Yes, and watch here. as Batman stops Poison Ivy and Frost against <laughs> climate change. <laughs> Does climate change exist? Oh my god! Because <laughs> Mr. Freeze is like, or, sorry, I'm gonna blanket Mr. this Freeze, world. Mr. Freeze, not Frost. I don't know why I thought Frost, but Mr. Oh, have you been Freeze? calling him Frost yeah, this whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice. Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Yes, yeah. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You're listening to us. You probably love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? This week we have... Jersey Girl. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review. They are so helpful Uh, to us and they let more people know about us so that would be amazing if you could do that today we would be so grateful as well if you hear anything on this podcast that you want to disagree with you want to reach out about you want to talk about at romcom rewind on instagram tiktok or you can email us romcom rewind at gmail.com we got a message from melissa okay there is a lot in this message she says hello rcr which remember Many episodes ago, we were trying to figure out what to call our listeners, and we're like, the rom-commies feels weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. We just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. I like the idea of our podcast just being the RCR. I know. I like that, too. RCR. Melissa says, love your podcast. I think you're both too cute and hilarious. Thank you so much. <laughs> I finally uh, decided to suggest one of my fave rom-coms, Fools Rush In, 97 movie, Selma Hayek, Matthew Perry. I'd be down for that. I've never seen it. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to watching it. Oh, I saw it a while ago. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, Matthew it's on our Perry, watch list. Matthew Perry did a, a few rom-coms that we should Interesting. check Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Melissa says, uh, also to answer a question from an episode about Cruel Intentions, I think it can be spun as a dark romance comedy. Okay. I'm a little upset. We never do de- movies that Devin is really, really, like 500 Days of Summer, we still haven't done. Somehow. Yeah. I've asked you if you wanted to do it and you keep saying no. So, I mean, this is on you. We should do it. Cruel Intentions <laughs> as well is one of my favorites. I think we should do that. Yeah, a few people have mentioned it, uh, that they think that Cruel Intentions would be considered, you know, more of a, well, a rom-com or could be considered a rom-com. It's like a dark yeah. drama. I like romance. The w- yeah, I like the way Melissa coined it as like a dark rom-com. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, she also says, um, I also have to add Steve Carell. Oh, yes. Okay. That means uh, is better than Kevin Bacon. <laughs> You're welcome. Because so, I knew you were going to ask that. In elementary school math, Devin never really figured out <laughs> Me what neither. The, um, the, the sideways triangles, what wa- they mean. Do you want to know? Because there's one bil- big alligator. Yeah. It's the small alligator. Mm-hmm. What, what is it? Yeah. Um, I looked it up. You so, always eat the, the bigger alligator? Uh, yeah. Like... So basically, um, is th- is this general math knowledge? Like people, yes, listening, people know this. But, we don't, but they understand the alligator analogy. I like, think so. I'm talking about the the sideways triangle. Yes, we all know exactly what you're talking about. When I read that, Melissa's uh, message, I actually had to Google it. So is she saying Kevin Bacon's better than Steve? No, Carell? no. Steve sure? Carell is better than Kevin Bacon. Uh, I think I think the big no, no. You are incorrect. Elementary school math strikes again. Today we're doing <laughs> Jersey Girl, which is a 2004 rom uh, romedy, is what I would call it. I would call it a rom-com drama. Directed by Kevin Smith. 
which is a very fascinating director yes. for this. Uh, Jersey Girl is the story of Ollie Trinky, played by Ben Affleck. Ollie is a high-profile New York City media publicist. When we meet Ollie, his wife Gertrude, played by Jennifer Lopez, is pregnant with their first child. Calamity, unfortunately, strikes when Gertrude has an aneurysm in childbirth um, and passes away. Spoiler alert. It literally happens in the first, like, three minutes. Yeah. Um, leaving this hotshot media publicist Ollie to pick up the pieces and begin raising this newborn daughter, basically no, with no knowledge of how to do that. All does not go to plan, suffice to say. We also have uh, George Carlin playing Ollie's father, Bart, and a future love interest, just throwing it out there, Liv Tyler playing the part of Maya Harding. That's our lead-in for Jersey Girl. What are your thoughts? Oliver Trinke was on his way to the top till everything changed. Daddy really misses your mommy, kid. I miss it too, especially right now. Oh, shit. You're on your own with the kid today. What am I supposed to do with them? Try acting like a father. Hey, you're doing that wrong. You know what? I've never seen this one. Um, to be honest, I think before we did it, I hadn't even heard of it. What? I know. Oh, it's my God. crazy. Um, it surprised me, though. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh, ben Affleck is not my favorite actor. I uh, love J-Lo, though. Um, and it was interesting to see them together on screen, for, I mean, for the short little bit that they were, just because they recently got married. They eloped. So can we, can we talk about that? So Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez just got married as mm-hmm. of the recording of this. Yeah. And we thought, oh, my God, we need to do a movie with them. <laughs> And we're like, do we punish our audience by doing Gili? Oh, God. Or do we do Jersey Girl, where J-Lo is only in the first five minutes, but it's a much more satisfying watch? And so guess which one we chose? <laughs> we, we chose Jersey Girl. If you actually want... I, I would find Gili to be so fascinating because it was annihilated when it came out. Everybody hated it. It was so bad that I actually never have seen it. Like, I haven't seen it. It was so bad it. that on doing research for this movie... Kevin Smith changed yes. things about this movie because of how much people hated Geely. So he, yeah, he did. He pushed it out a little bit. I mean, there was also reasons why he did that too, but one of them was that he didn't want it, people to think that it was like Geely because both Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were in it. Anyway, it's in my quick facts, okay, but you, um, talk yeah, I'll talk it. about okay. more about it. I heard it. that there's a full scene that he's like, nope, get it, get it out of here. So yes, she was, she was in the movie more um, and she actually passed away. I read this anyway. I don't know if this is true or not, but that she actually passed away near the 45-minute mark instead. Oh, my God. Um, How much of the movie did he cut out? And then there was another scene (laughs) that she was in. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that that he actually just completely removed. And he purposefully... I'm just going to say it now. Yeah, yeah. He purposefully advertised the movie, like when they were promoting the movie, made it so that like people knew she was going to die. That's hilarious. Yes. And early on in the movie that he was that she was not like the true like the love interest or like that like Don't yeah. worry guys, she yeah. dies, she dies. Pretty it's much, fine. pretty much just, just so that he could sell it properly to everyone else because Gili did so bad. And those two human beings are now married. So congratulations to Yeah, them. totally. It's like Gili real life. Um <laughs> But yeah, like you know what? I was pleasantly surprised with this. Um I think the casting was really, really well done. And and I'm not a huge Ben Affleck fan. I actually enjoyed him in this movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. It was it was a good, easy watch. I don't know. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are the exact same. I mean, I read the Rotten Tomatoes score and I read some critic reviews before I watched it. 
And the critics were not kind to this movie either. Oh, really? The box office also was not kind to this movie. Oh. So going in, I thought, ah, this is like half a step up from Gili. <laughs> no, it's actually, I, I agree it's with nice. you, Sarah. It was a surprisingly pleasant watch. I think like Kevin Smith is much more of like a mm-hmm. like an off-pace comedy director if you've ever seen any of the Clerks movies. Yep. It just his comedy is a style of its own and I felt that this movie went through a lot of the classic beats that a lot of other movies do, but they addressed some things in a different way that I still I think it felt more fresh than it was, especially watching it back now. I'm like, why do people hate this movie? This, this isn't it's not blowing the doors off, but like this is not a bad movie. I think I think it might have been on the the curtails of Geely. Like as much as he didn't want it to be, as much as moving the time period and moving it, you know, the opening of it, it just it it is what it is. I will say one quick complaint, and we'll get to it later. The storyline with Maya, I don't think made total sense. I don't know if it's it. I was sold on it. Yeah. Okay. You know, like we can talk about it more, but I think we're on the same page. I mean, I think they had to have a love interest in the mix just to say, like, okay, you know, he's moving on. He's being a better person. His arc, you know, his character yeah. arc, like, there's some development and growth there and blah, blah, blah. And just blah. to convince people to go see it. Like, everybody loves a good love story. So, like, yeah, it's mostly about a kid and his father. But but there's a love element, too. Yeah. Liv Tyler's in this, I promise. Yeah. J-Lo dies. Don't worry. Liv Tyler's in it later. Yeah. 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 Like, there's somebody else other than J-Lo in it. Yeah. yeah. So, the movie starts out with a little girl giving an essay on her family, and she talks about their love story. Uh, Ollie was from Jersey and Gertrude was from New York, Um, you know, that she survived going to meet Ollie's dad and that she was the keeper. She was a keeper. So he, Ollie, proposes to her via a message on a wall while painting, which I have to say, like, is a very cute way to propose. I, I like it. That was sweet. I thought that was cute. They get pregnant and Gertrude goes into labor and during childbirth, she has a brain aneurysm and passes away, which is awful and extremely tragic. Yeah. And Ollie doesn't cope well afterwards. And, you know, he's more concerned with work than being a dad and is having his own dad. So Ollie's own dad take care of um, the baby instead of him taking care of the baby instead of Ollie taking care of the baby. And and just for you guys, if you guys haven't seen the movie, um, Ollie ends up naming the baby Gertrude, Gertie, in memory of Gertrude, Gertie. So Ollie's dad has taken all this time off work to help Ollie with Gertie and um, realizes that Ollie's really not taking on to the role of fatherhood that well. And at so, all? No, at He's all. He's just not doing it. No, he definitely is not. And um, Ollie's dad decides, you know what, I'm going back to work. And Ollie one morning wakes up, is getting ready for his to go to his work and realizes that his dad is not there to take care of Verity and um, that he is literally not in the house. Like he has left the house to go back to work. Ollie Trinky has to legitimately parent this child. Oh, and, no. and this day is an important day in Ollie Trinky's life. Oh, yes, yes. Because he is doing publicity work for Will Smith. Yeah, he goes to see his father, Bart, who is now uh, sweeping streets as per <laughs> his actual job. Yeah. And he tells Ollie, like, just bring the kid to work then, I guess. So yeah, like you said, Ollie is doing this big press conference for Will Smith, um, who at the time, at this time in the movie, he is just the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, who is also a very talented musician. He is not the Will Smith we know and love today. And that's key. That's important. So Ollie goes to work with baby Gertie. He's trying to get his his team to help him out. They got to change a diaper. Jason Biggs is there from American Pie, which yeah. I find hilarious. He's like his assistant. He's like Ollie's assistant. I didn't even bother to figure out his name. He's just Jason Biggs. Um, Arthur. Oh, is it Arthur? Yeah. Okay. 
we get to the point where the press conference is supposed to be happening, but everything's going wrong. There's a band, I think it's like Guns N' Roses or something. Some band has not shown up. Will Smith is not here yet. The whole thing is about Will Smith donating something to another thing. Ollie has Gertie up there on the stage. He's trying to appease all the press, and he kind of flies off the handle. Fresh, 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 with the Fresh Prince already. It's a two-bit TV actor. Won't be around any longer than it takes for the ink to dry on the pages of the worthless rags you jerk-offs write for. It was amazing. Basically fired on the spot. I want to talk a little bit about that, though. Because Ollie in that speech does make the comment like, Will Smith, he's never going to become the blockbuster star. Yeah. Which is a really funny premise because obviously we know, and in the movie they knew that Will Smith would become or did become a pretty big star. So I want to do the list, the ultimate list. Ooh. Starting today. Okay. It's 2022. Today. Okay. The musicians mm-hmm. who might end up on mm-hmm. the same career trajectory okay. as Will Smith. So who might? Okay. Yeah, they started as musicians and they're going to end up being Hollywood Start from stars. from the bottom and they're here, you know. Oh, is, is that a comment that Drake might do it? No. I guess he started well, out as an maybe. actor on yes, Degrassi. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he actually did the, did the opposite. Yeah, he yeah. did the reverse Will Smith. Yeah, started from the bottom, now we're here. Um, Can I throw some names at you? How about that? Yeah. Billie Eilish. Do we think she would do it? No. I, and and you know what? I don't want to say it and then she does, but I don't think so. I think she's very music mu- musically inclined, and I think um, I think she'll probably stick with that. I don't know. I can't see her doing anything. Can you see her and? Maybe a TV show, but not a movie. To be fair, all of these people are pretty musically inclined. Well, uh, that oh. is the point of But the what list. I mean is that I can't see her getting into film. Okay. I can't. Can you? Yes. That's why I had her on my list. Well, why? I, I just think she is, she's that mega star that if she went up to 50% of directors, they'd be like, yeah, Billie Eilish, I could find a spot for her no, in, in I, a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like it. I don't love it. I've got Camila Cabello on the list. I could see Camila Cabello. Okay, yep. I think so too. I could. I've got Sean Mendez. Hundred percent. I could see Sean Mendez. Really? I don't know why. I don't think he's got I the don't acting chops. No, why I can, but I can, and okay. maybe it's a very unpopular opinion. Like, who knows? He's too pure, Sarah. Oh. He. You watch interviews and you're like, he's wow, what a swell guy. Pure. I don't know if he could do it. <laughs> I'm gonna throw two more at you. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, God. He did oh, a thing already. Machine Gun Kelly. You know what? No. And, and I shouldn't say, oh, Machine Gun Kelly. Like, he's good as a musician. <laughs> no, Sarah, that was a genuine. Re- but you can tell us how you feel about Machine oh, Gun Kelly. But you know what? Like, I can't see. What is he going to be in? Like, I'm sorry. Megan Fox was in Transformers and like yeah. that dwindled and like literally the fire just let out. And has she done anything since? No. She's done a few things here and there. She was a new girl. Yeah, a few things here and there, yeah. but really nothing that Sarah, stuck. Sarah, they like drink each other's blood. Yeah, like, I know. I'm well aware of that. You might as well call their careers one and the same because they are I like, agree. I agree. I feel like they're like one and the same at this point in time. Um, Yeah, no, I can't see Machine Gun Kelly. Can okay, wh- you? Okay, wh- what was he in? Uh, He was in a thing with Pete Davidson. Okay, well, there you go. I think he was either a drug dealer or a tattoo artist. I'm not even kidding. Well... I mean, I could see that. So. I, was gonna, I can see both those things. That's why I don't know which one it was. He's definitely not a lead in a movie. He's not He's not Will Smith in, in okay. iRobot. I'll, I'll like. give you that. Okay, now how about these? Okay. These are the category of you've done some stuff, but would you actually make the leap? Because mm. between Nick Jonas, yeah. Demi Lovato, 
Okay. Selena Gomez. Yeah. And Harry Styles. Yeah. I don't think any of them have made the leap into superstardom, but they've all shown their acting chops in one way or another. Right. Like a lot of those were kid actors. I mean, you got to give um, Selena Disney. Gomez, Demi Lovato. Yeah. And, and Nick Jonas. Oh, Nick Jonas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. Camp Rock, I guess. That's is right. What they did. Camp Rock. Um, I mean, Disney definitely launched their careers in terms of that. And then they've all been... Like well, all those Disney kids are triple threats, right? Like they can dance, they can sing, and they can act. That's yeah. the whole point. So, I mean, yeah, of course, I could see any of them. I think Harry Styles them, can do it, but I have, I have, I love Harry but Styles. But none of the Disney kids are like legit, wow, you're a superstar. No. They're agreed. like, wow, you did some acting and now you just decided to become a musician. And, yes. And if you're Selena Gomez, you're like, yeah, yeah I do I do a thing every now and then. Yeah. Like she, she appears in something <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's Selena Gomez. Yeah, because she has something that re- came out recently. Yeah, it's Steve on Netflix. Martin. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a murder mystery in an apartment. Yeah, it is. I hated the trailer, so I didn't learn anything else about it. I have not watched the trailer yet, but I just keep seeing that it's really good. Really? Yeah, I, I, I've heard good things. Um, so you would say Harry Styles could do it? Because I agree. I, I think yeah. he's the only one that I've mentioned that could do it. And now I've got another quick little list okay. of did they do it? Because <laughs> like, like I was making this list. I'm like, okay, Harry Styles has done some acting. So is Nick Jonas and all that. And then I, I happened upon Lady Gaga, and I thought... Ooh. You yep. know what? I think she's in a di- different category than those. Yeah. Because she's already done House of Gucci. She's already done A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Has she become the next Will Smith in terms of... Oh, okay. You're a superstar now? I mean, I don't know if she's become the next Will Smith. I mean, Will Smith doesn't do music any... Like, he doesn't... Academy, Accor- uh, Academy Award winner, She's in Lady Academy- Gaga. Was that was that for acting or was that for music? Uh, the star, the song from A Star, a star Is Born. Okay. Like, I don't know if she's on the Will Smith level, but I do think, yes, she's she's making it. Well, she is there. Well, okay, let's let's hit the highlights here and say who has gotten closest to Will Smith because Justin Timberlake, I believe, is also in that category. Oof, oof, oof. oof yeah, you're okay. oofing. Okay. I'm oofing only because Bad Teacher. I Le- just can't okay. unsee that scene. Lady Gaga, higher or lower than Timberlake? Higher. Higher. Okay. Rihanna. She had the Battleship movie. She had oh, Oceans Lady eight. Gaga's higher. Like, let's be honest. Okay. Ludacris. All the Fast and the Furious movies. No. I, you know, I, I think in I terms of mind. gross profit, he's probably done the best. Yes. But. Luda, I, I like him as an actor. I don't I don't. Better or worse it. than Lady Gaga. I don't know. I have, I might be Lady Gaga. Okay. Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. Is that, is that a twofer? We just call them well, the same thing Tim McGraw's done a lot more than Faith Hill they're yeah. doing that spinoff for they already did it Yellowstone baby. yeah yeah um they've done a spinoff for Yellowstone so I don't know but I still think Lady Gaga Ooh, maybe she is I don't I don't know how about it's in the same era as Will Smith so it doesn't count I think but JLo oh JLo's huge I think JLo's huge I think she is who on the same level as Will Smith yes okay. I agree so Harry Styles the future Will Smith J-Lo, the already been a Will Smith, yep. the Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. you almost were a Will Smith. Yes, yeah. There's our rankings. Yeah. Okay, done. Let's continue on. Okay, so um, after he loses his job, he they move back to Jersey and they move in with Ollie's dad, uh, with the baby, with Gertie. And okay, so the scene where Ollie talks to Gertie about her mom and says that he's going to turn around and be a better dad, that's my best scene. Yeah, I mean, that was... That was very, very touching. We had to have that moment where Ollie comes to terms with the fact that he's been horrible and (laughs) shitty. Yeah. And we had it. He kind of has this heart-to-heart in the crib with Gertie. Yeah, it's really cute. And you kind of forget, because Ben Affleck does the asshole character so well, 
that he's like, you know, I just miss your mommy so much and I've been grieving and and it gives the character a little bit of depth, I think. Yeah. And understanding. And just character development, right? Like yeah. you can see him growing up and and taking responsibility for for what's in front of him. And I just, I thought it was really touching. And at this point, do we just jump right ahead seven years? Yeah, so they do. It's kind of, sa- it kind of says like Gertie at seven, at age seven. Um, and so the rest of the movie is at this age. So Gertie's now seven. Um, it's seven years in the future. She's going to school. Yeah. Ollie has become a city, city street sweeper. sweeper. Yes. He works with his dad. He's yeah. got one of those classic... Hey, you know what? It's not glamorous, but it pays the bills and it's got a roof over the head and it gets my kid, you know, it, it, it's sustaining the family. Ollie has yeah. gone from being the hotshot media publicist to I'm just here to sustain the family and raise my daughter. Mm-hmm. And they do have this really beautiful relationship. She gets off school, she gets into his street sweeper. Did you did you notice the sneaky <laughs> most fascinating quote in this I movie did what, what am i talking about the batman quote ben affleck who has now played batman something like 10 years after this movie came out ben affleck was batman right. he didn't know he would be batman at the time and he makes the joke to gertie let's get in the batmobile he calls the city street sweeper a batmobile and i mean i would like it just looks exactly the same oh the spitting image <laughs> of a batmobile yeah <laughs> But little did we know, we had a real life Batman in this movie. I know, who and knew? I, I like the foreshadowing that we had no idea about. It's just wild. Do you think Ben Affleck cut this movie? He watched it and he's like, "Oh my god, I should become Batman." Oh my god, you know what? There's been so many Batmans in, in our while we've grown up. I just don't even know what to think. <laughs> You're like, right because I'm doing the Christian Bale Batman voice, which is my favorite Batman. George Clooney was a Batman. Yeah. Val Kilmer was a Batman. Yeah. Michael Keaton was a Batman. Yeah. And we had Frost and Poison Ivy trying to save the world against climate change. You Arnold. Know, freeze everything. And was that actually everything. what they were no! doing in that movie? Holy <laughs> shit. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would become like must watch TV in like classrooms. <laughs> We'd be like, all right, right guys, like, sit down and watch Batman. Watch I know as- it's a superhero thing, but there's also important theories about yes, climate change. Yes, and watch here. as Batman stops Poison Ivy and Frost against <laughs> climate change. <laughs> Does climate change exist? Oh my God. Because <laughs> Mr. Freeze is like, or, sorry, I'm going to blanket Mr. this world. Mr. Freeze, not Frost. I don't know why I thought Frost, but Mr. Oh, have Freeze. you been calling him Frost yeah, this whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice. Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Yes, yeah. So I want to backtrack really quick just because Ollie got fired in a pretty amazing way. He did, yeah. I have for you the best getting fired stories. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, this is great. That I stole off Reddit. Uh, here we go. First <laughs> one. Um, I, I called in sick to McDonald's and was told if I didn't come in, I was fired. Okay. I wonder if this was before or after the pandemic because I feel like if anybody called in sick now, it's like, oh, stay yeah, home. Yeah, please stay home. Please. This McDonald's was like, nope, don't stay home. Come on in. <laughs> when this person said that that was unfair, I've got a stomach flu, the manager held the person to it. He went in, <laughs> got fired for throwing up all no. over all over the frying burgers. Oh, gross. Yeah. Oh, no. How? Oh, that's so gross. I hope they didn't use them. Well, <laughs> so then he, then he goes on to say the store was shut down for an entire day. No. So yeah, probably because it spread everywhere. I don't oh get why you God. fire the person over that. Like, well, yeah, you call them sick. Them come in. Then you puke all over everything. You're like, <laughs> you know what? You're fired. You're out of here. I, I told that's you. Horrible managing. Next one. This person says, uh, I used to work in a shop building designing pet furniture 
I'm so intrigued. I know you are because you buy the most <laughs> absurd things for our dog, Frankie. Okay, no, I don't. What's absurd that I buy? Frankie has two dog beds and sleeps on our I, own human bed. I think. And used to sleep on our spare human bed. Frankie has four that's beds. Practical. No, she doesn't have. <laughs> she, she, doesn't, practical? she doesn't have four beds now. She has three. She has one dog bed upstairs. One dog on. One dog bed on the main floor, and then our she, bed. Right, she sleeps on our bed. Like, not at night. Which is redundant, because she has her own beds. Yeah, but, you know, one dog can never have too many beds. I don't have that many beds. I own the house. I I live here. You just need one bed. That's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) So, back to this story. Uh, This person says, I used to work in a shop building designing pet furniture, and we were short on labor, so we started hiring off the street. Okay. We ended up getting an application for, uh, this person says, a rather, quote-unquote, large male. With a decent looking resume for the position, two hours into his first shift, he decides that he has been standing for too long. So he sits down (laughs) cross-legged on the warehouse floor and continues to work. To top it off, he starts barking at the other employees to fetch him tools and supply... I like how that's like pet furniture and you're talking about barking (laughs) to fetch fetch him things. Get it? Like I think that's like they did that on purpose. So my boss ends up walking into the shop only to see this 300-pound-plus guy sitting on the floor <laughs> yelling orders at normal standing workers. This isn't a story of the, the writer getting fired. It's that dude getting well, fired. Well, no kidding. He got fired. Yeah. I would definitely have fired him, too, for doing nothing and barking orders. <laughs> uh, and the last story, I think you'll like this one. This person says, I worked at Blockbuster. They gave free rentals to employees because they wanted you to be able to talk with customers about the movies. Oh, that's a great perk. Okay, I like that. This person says um, that it wasn't a good perk. That, oh. So they go on to say, but if you return a rental late, that's a write-up. And three write-ups what? is a termination. Oh, my God. This person despises most movies, and they just rented out stuff out of boredom of what their roommates requested. <laughs> what? Maybe that's not the right place for them to work. Yeah, probably probably not a good career choice no, to be working at uh, Blockbuster. Not. So this person was on their second write-up. Oh, my God. And had a family emergency. Oh, no. When their copy of the Goofy movie was due. <laughs> this person got fired because they did not return the Goofy movie to oh, the Blockbuster they I, worked at. I feel like they also should probably not work at a library. <laughs> just any anywhere you got to check in and out things yeah yeah things that have a due date so yeah anything school related as well okay so gertie gets home from school that day and she asks to go see the play cats in new york and you know everything that i've heard about the play cats is just not great like i have heard nothing but terrible things about the play cats (sighs) you know I agree with you. Yeah. And, and that live action Cats just came out and it just oh, felt weird. Right. I didn't see it. James Corden as this chubby cat. Yeah. You got Jason Derulo. And did it feel like we sexualized cats a little bit in, oh, in that movie? A little bit, maybe. Yeah. I mean, all I saw was the trailers and like the extended trailer. And yeah, even that, I was like, oh, cringe. Any movie Ick. where you make the animals way too good looking <laughs> is weird, guys. Yes. Okay. Totally. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. That's not okay. No, it's not. So they settle on Sweeney Todd. Here, can we go see this show? Sweeney Todd? You know that this is a lot of singing, right? Still play. Okay, I'm just checking because, you know, your dad one time lost a bet with someone at his work and he had to go see a singing play um, done by people on roller skates. Cool. Your dad didn't think so. Were you aware of what it was? I 100% okay, was. Okay, I, I knew as well. Yes. Yeah. 
It's about like a, a barber Burton who murders did, people, right? Yeah, yeah he did, he did yes, the remake he did with the remake. Uh, Johnny Depp. Yes. So, I mean, I knew what they were getting into, but Ollie didn't. Ollie had no idea what he had signed up for. And neither did Gertie. No. Um, not a play to bring your kid to. So that night, they go and rent a movie. And honestly, like, I miss movie stores. Like, I really do. <laughs> that blockbuster video story I, about the Goofy movie, you know? You know and I loved the Goofy movie. Um, I, but- I saw this meme that's like, why do millennials love pizza so much? <laughs> and it's all these shots from different cartoons of how oh, they made pizza look when we were kids. The delicious. Goofy movie. So good. I vividly right? remember what the pizza yes. looked like in that movie. So do I. And it looked so good. It was delicious. What, what, why can't I have that pizza? Where, where does that know. pizza exist? I have no idea, Please. but we need to find it. Oh my God. Um, so, <laughs> she Gertie wants to rent Dirty Dancing and um, Ollie actually says that it's below Cats, which I don't think so and I don't agree with. Um, Completely disagree. Yeah, Dirty Dancing well, yeah. is a pinnacle movie. Yes, I mean, it has your Kevin Bacon in it. So, Dirty Dancing has Kevin Bacon? Never mind. Sarah. Did you complete? Con- con- I did. Oh, oh my god! I did because that's how much I don't like Kevin Bacon. Did you confuse Patrick Swayze <laughs> yes, with Kevin Bacon and Dirty Dancing with Footloose? <laughs> I did. At romcom just rewind briefly, on Instagram, we're going to be briefly. holding open auditions for a new opening oh, in the, uh, in the podcast. I had a brain fart. Okay, I can't believe I actually did that, and I wrote it in my notes too. Like it is there. That she wanted to rent Dirty Dancing, or that. And Dirty. Kevin Bacon and Kevin is Bacon. in there. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, right here. Oh, God, Sarah, that was bad. Oof, oof, oof. So, so well, yeah, while Gertie is off picking whatever she wants. Yes, yes. Ollie Trinky has not had love in a long time, so he finds love in the form of pornographic materials from the video store. <laughs> yeah. And enter Liv Tyler yes. is the cashier. As Maya. At this video store. Mm-hmm. And she takes uh, exception to the fact that Ollie is here with his daughter and he is trying to discreetly rent pornographic material. <laughs> and she makes a few comments like, oh, like, does her mother know that you're doing this? And Ollie's like, well, no, like he's trying to play it off. Yeah. And then eventually Gertie comes up and Maya starts chatting with Gertie. And Maya finds out that, well, <laughs> my mom died yeah. in childbirth. So that's why she doesn't exist. And that's why Ollie is renting some porn. Maya, you're a horrible her- human being. And so later that, and I mean, Maya feels awful about it, but she shows up at their house to apologize and then to ask him out as well. But do you find this creepy that like she sought out their address? Super creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maya just shows up at his doorstep yeah. and is like, I'm so sorry for how I acted and she asks to like take him out for yes. brunch or dinner or whatever. Yeah, at a it diner. was a little weird. Like the whole pacing with the love story with Maya doesn't totally make sense all no. the time to me. No, it doesn't. It's the I... only part of this movie that I feel is weird. Which is funny because that's what would make it the rom com, right? <laughs> is Maya? Did Armageddon come after this movie? Before. Before. Yes. So we saw Liv Tyler and. And, and Ben Affleck, ben Affleck together. and Kevin Smith is like, I can I can smack those two together again, and we're gonna see fireworks. Well, definitely because I think everybody everybody who loved Armageddon loved you know the, like it was a really sad movie. Oh my god! So like everybody, I don't close my eyes. <laughs> honestly, that when I hear that song, I think of Armageddon. I don't want like, to Okay, but do you find that, and I don't know, you'd have to go back and listen to it, but I also find in this scene especially, Liv Tyler sounds like Renee Zellweger. Her voice gets very yes, Yes, it does. And I'm just like, I, if I close my eyes, she I could- sounds like a bird cooing. 
<laughs> a little bird, a little bird. <laughs> she, but yeah, it's it's so soft spoken. It's yeah. kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's trying to be sultry yeah. a little bit, but yeah. I don't know if it's really doing that but anyway so they go on their diner date and Maya asks him all these questions one of which was the last time he had sex and it was seven years ago so Maya decides that he needs to get laid and convinces him to go back to his place so that they can have sex and that his wife would want him to which I think is ridiculous but like just it's a funny add-in I love how you're blowing through the most hilariously weird part of this movie okay well go okay 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 because I was just like "Eh, all right this is all strange well it was just such a weird anyway so Gertie comes home from school and catches them in the shower because she goes back to flush the toilet. And of course, it turns the water scalding hot. She then sits them down and asks Maya's intentions and if she plans on marrying him because only married girls and boys can show their parts to each other. And then she negotiates, smart little girl, to get free movie rentals and to do the Sweeney Todd play for her class project. Which is not the best play, but no. we're going we're gonna to move on because that that's the finale of our movie. Anyway, It is. And honestly... Good negotiating skills from the from Gertie. I love it. As we mentioned before, Ollie works as a um, a street cleaner, a street sweeper, and they have to shut down part of a road as part of their job. And of course, his dad, who he works with, is like, "Oh my gosh!" Like taxpayers, like everybody's going to be freaking out. And he's like, "No, no, no! Like this won't actually happen. It's like one small part of the road. No, no." Have you listening, or you, Sarah? Has anybody ever like read the meeting minutes or watched like sometimes our city council like they do a video of the council meeting so you can sit there and watch your city council at work? Right. Have you ever? No. It's boring. Oh my God, <laughs> Sarah. Boring is not even the... It's like watching paint dry. It is. It's so boring. <laughs> yeah. People love the sound of their own voice oh, yeah. and they go into municipal politics. It's I was going like, to say. Yeah. yeah. Like the actual politicians, sure, maybe they have some skill. These people, it's like you're just saying words for the sake of saying words. And that's kind of what this meeting ended up being. It was just words. And Ollie Trinky gets up there on stage because, remember, he used to be a slinger of bullshit as a media publicist. A slinger of bullshit. I like that a lot. And he goes up there and he slings it. He slings it with the best of them, Sarah. There's shit everywhere. And, and they're all over the walls, everywhere. <laughs> this street, there's shit everywhere on this street, okay? <laughs> He lied to the taxpayers. He's li- he lied his way into their good books, and he refueled that fire oh, yes. in his heart. Did he ever? This is what I need to be doing. I need to be slinging bullshit at people. Yes. So he gets the confidence to go and see his old assistant, Arthur, and asks him for help to see if he can get him a new job at his new firm that he works at. Arthur says, yes, he's going to talk to his boss and give him a call later. So later that night, Ollie gets a call from Arthur, and Arthur has convinced his boss to give Ollie a shot, except it's the exact same night as his daughter's play, Sweeney Todd, and he wouldn't be able to do both. He wouldn't be able to go to New York for his appointment with Arthur's boss at four, and then be able to make it back to New Jersey for Gertie's play. So he basically has to choose. I don't want to be around you. I don't even want you to come to the show to watch it either. Oh, come on. I don't. You're not allowed to come because I don't even like you anymore. Get back here, young lady. Hey, I'm talking to you. Ollie ends up saying things, some really terrible things to his daughter, basically saying that, you know, he wishes that, in in an es- in essence, that she was never born because... Yep. You know, she ruined his life. Yeah, exactly. So a few days later, Ollie goes to see Gertie in her bedroom when she's sleeping and they make up and, you know, he says, I might be able to make it to your play in time. She says, I won't be mad, daddy, if you don't make it, Um, which like I'm annoyed about because he shouldn't be doing the interview. He should be going to the play like he should just know that. Well, we as the audience are well aware 
The doy, that's exactly what you need to be doing. The doy. But we need to have that learning curve arc of him putting that life behind him. I'm yeah. foreshadowing a little bit because he goes to New York City. <laughs> yes. He walks into the office. Yeah. He's feeling like a million bucks. He's he about to is. interview with the, the president of the company. Yeah. yeah. And they say, listen, they're just finishing up 10, 15 minutes. Why don't you take a seat over here? Ollie sits down and who sits down next to him moments later? Will Smith. Will Smith. The former Fresh Prince of Bel-Air now turned <laughs> solid movie actor and yes, really extravaganza. Yes. The the reason why Ollie's career fell down the toilet because he yeah. made all those comments about Will Smith seven years prior. Yeah, and it's like a full circle moment, I think, because they have a really deep conversation about how kids are the best thing and that Will would much rather be with his kids instead of at work. Yeah, my middle one, my son. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk out of the house in the morning, he says, Daddy, how far you love me? You get to spend time with him on the set, though, right? Oh, yeah, but if I was a smart man, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I'd be at home playing in the dirt with my kids. I think it's more for profound that it's with Will Smith. Yes. And Ollie obviously had a very low opinion of him. And then Will is like, yeah, like I'm just a family man who's good at acting and wants to pay the bills for the kids. Yeah. And Ollie's like, yeah, like that's what I want to be too. I can pay the bills just fine as a city sweeper and I can be with my daughter. So I'm going to go home. I'm, I'm going to go and he races back to New Jersey to try and make it for this play. Yeah. And this was actually like almost my best scene. Oh, this the the play was my best. Scene. Oh, it was. Oh, okay. Oh, the play was your best scene. Sorry, I was gonna say the conversation with Will Smith was almost my best. Oh, scene. I just really yeah, liked that the was the dialogue, the monologue. Like, I I liked the dialogues in this between the characters, um, in this movie. I thought they were really good. Well, this was like pure Will Smith. I think Will Smith in his original form, Men in Black One, mm-hmm. Wild Wild West. That's when we really loved Will Smith. Oh, okay, he started yeah. doing some like. What's that one he did with his son? That oh, was I thought you were so going to talk about the slap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the slap has just... Oh, my god. Yeah, we've gone into weird depths with we Will have. Smith. I don't know what realm in acting he is living in right now. I don't know if anybody has ever gone to this place that Will Smith is in. Because yeah. he was like this massive movie star, and then he had a few duds. We didn't know if we liked him, but like some people did, some people didn't. And he just slaps the f*** out of Chris Rock at an awards show. Like what? Yeah, that was. Where did this way too much? And now I don't know how to feel about anything. I know. Anything. I know. Agree. Like I genuinely don't know how to feel about him. Yeah. Was or everything all he said about him originally right? Like I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Was but this movie a foreshadowing <laughs> of both... Chris Rock getting slapped 16 years later? And Batman. I mean, who and knew? Batman, the... Who knew? We, we got to do a deep dive through this movie. What else did we see in this? movie (laughs) so yeah yeah all he races back for the sweeney todd musical maybe that was foreshadowing the sweeney todd movie with johnny depp who knows knows? it's the grandpa bard and the the two friends from the bar who are like uh pitching in to help out with the sweeney todd production yeah we haven't mentioned them yet but like bart's two best friends are just like part of the family yes kind of strange they're so funny and then maya is also a big part of the play was i the only one who thought this never happens right there's never a school play where it's like but you're doing the play with the parents did you ever have to do a play with your parents no i never ever ever did did. yeah no that wasn't actually a thing and everybody else in her class does um memory i think it's called memories and it's a song in cats or something like that anyway it's absurd everybody's dressed up as cats absurd still weird yes gertie's doing sweeney todd certainly original absolutely it's not weird in the same way but it's definitely still weird because she's like murdering people yeah (laughs) 
But during the big finale of the musical, who jumps on stage instead of her grandpa Bart? It is Ollie. He made it back for the play. Yay. Oh, we feel yes. so good about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, she's super, super happy about it. And after the play, they go to the bar that Ollie's dad and his friends hang out at. And the ending is so nice because Ollie is originally dancing with Maya and they're doing their, you know, they're they're hanging out. They're together now. Maya, can I dance with my dad now? Oh, if you must. Don't let him go, though, good. He's one of a kind. And that's how it ends, the two of them dancing, because that was really, you know, what the movie was about. It was about their relationship, and I really thought that was special. That's right. I I thought it could have ended a little bit differently. Shout out, though, to, I think, the most emotional line from this last scene was Ollie's dad, Bart. About moving away. Come on, Dad. Don't you want to live alone again? Not as much as I don't want to die alone. I thought and that was so, oh, yeah, I know. Wow. Oh, I love it. Hits you in the feels, <laughs> especially because that that comedian, George Carlin, has since passed away, by the way. So, oh, yeah. really? Oh, no. Oh, but his stand-up is spectacular. I encourage anybody who doesn't know who that guy is, George Carlin is amazing. Oh. And his stand-up is the type that, like. I had no idea. It's like 20 years old, but it still holds up. It's still fantastic. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Very, very good. Before we jump into quick facts. Can we talk about this actress who plays Gertie? Yes, we can. So Raquel Castro yes. is young Gertie, or mm-hmm. is Gertie. Yeah, yeah. If you put a gun to my head and said, would she have a fantastic <laughs> career starting off with this movie? I would say absolutely. She's going to be huge. She's going to be the next. Agreed. You know, she's going to be the next child star turned big deal. Yeah. Drew Barrymore, all those type of Honestly, she hasn't done much, guys. No, I know. If you look her up, like she's trying to get a... Uh, singing career off the ground but like she was recently a contestant on the voice which is wild she was also on songland i have no idea which i think is is another songwriting competition series sort of thing okay she's done like the she oh she did the new carmen san diego theme song for the new netflix original series oh interesting but for all intents and purposes Friggin' like not much. Yeah. Not much is happening with Raquel Castro. Which is crazy because she was such a good little actress in this movie. Like I could have seen big things for her. She was fantastic. Because sometimes you watch a child actor and you're like, this kid sucks, but the movie's not bad. So awkward sometimes. Kids are so awkward. So awkward. This one, I actually think she was set up to be like, uh, she won an award actually. She won Young Artist Award for Best Performance in a Feature Film, Young Actress, Age 10 or Younger. That happened. Wow. So I thought you and I could go back and forth on kind of like a where are they now child actors Ooh, okay. who like you know exactly who we're talking about. Mm. What have they done recently? Right. I and have... With an emphasis on like I thought they'd do big things and they didn't I guess. Okay. So I thought Mara Wilson would go and do big things. Matilda. Miss oh. Stoutfire. Again, she was fantastic in those movies. Phenomenal. Yes. Like, yeah. Child acting aside, she was a good actor in general yeah and you know what she just she literally does not want to act she doesn't want to be in hollywood she just doesn't have a desire to do that and thinks that it's yeah just not not for her it's not a positive environment yeah which is fair yeah i've got dante basco as my first okay he is rufio leader of the lost boys from hook yes i do the feathered hair and everything yes yeah he has gone on to have a very strange and unique career that okay. I think we should just talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Because like he has actually been fairly successful. He had guest acting roles in like Moesha and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, stuff like that. He's the voice of 
uh, one of the characters in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh wow! Which is like an extremely popular that series. That is, yeah. But also, he like uh, he's big on Twitch. Like oh. he streams himself playing video games on Twitch. They, you can make so much money doing that. And you can make so much money. Oh my gosh. Cool. So this isn't like a like his career went down the toilet. It's kind of like it went in a way that I didn't think. Right. Like but he found where the money is though. He's still doing well. Like yeah. he, he voiced um, characters in a bunch of video games and stuff. Yeah. Like he's doing all right. Yeah. You know what? Voicing in video games I think is pretty cool. Yeah. That's super neat. I've been the voice in like one video game. Yes, you have. Because I do a little bit of voice acting on the side. Not so much (laughs) anymore. It's genuinely a drug dealer simulator game. I'm not kidding. I know. (laughs) I love it. You as the character are a drug dealer. (laughs) And I, as not Devin, as somebody else, uh, I'm also a drug dealer. And I'm somebody who you meet at some point (laughs) in the video game. I haven't even played this video game. I just know I'm a drug dealer somewhere Um, in the drug dealer simulator game. Who you got? I mean, Macaulay Culkin. Oh, yeah. Home Alone. I mean, he went down a dark path for a little bit, I would say. I, I think he's he's turned it around, but I don't, I, he's not acting. He's definitely turned it around yeah. now. I think he's at the point where he might dabble back into acting, mm-hmm. but like, because like he's done like some YouTube videos that are produced very nicely oh, okay. and stuff like that. So, okay, the next one I have is Patrick Renna. Okay. You know him from, he's he was kind of the, the, the chubby kid in a lot of like 90s movies like the sandlot remember the sandlot okay i know exactly who he was like the the chubby redhead kid with the freckles Mm -hmm. he was also in the big blue blue eyes oh yeah i love the big green the big green yeah he was the kid from the big green he (laughs) it's funny he went on to do not much but like yeah like most of it is in the 90s and literally early 2000s from like 06 until now he's had maybe four or five roles but I think he made a lot of money as a kid actor back in the 90s and 2000s. Like the big green. I hope he got paid for that. He's literally on the cover of the movie. He, like is, he, yes. he is the big green. Yeah. Okay. So I have uh, Haley Joel Osment. He, you will know him from The Sixth Sense. Oh, that kid from The Sixth Sense for sure. That, I see dead people. Y- yes. But you you could see a big career for him. For sure. Like, that holy movie was mackerel. massive. It was. It was huge. So he's still a working, a working actor today, but he didn't reach stardom like everybody thought he would. Um, The next one I have is Bug Hall from The Little Rascals. He was Alfalfa in The Little Rascals. Yes. Oh, my God. His name's Bug. His name his first name's Bug, Stop yeah, it. which is perfect it. for uh, a child actor from the 90s in yes. a movie like Little Rascals. He, he's gone on to be like an on and off actor in Hollywood, but he has since decided not to work in Hollywood anymore. As of like two oh. years ago. Okay. He's out of Hollywood. Okay. He now owns a farm in like <laughs> the randomest place like Iowa or somewhere what? really strange. And oh he God. like, they've interviewed him saying like, hey, like, what are you doing? He's like, I've decided to move on to a life of poverty. Oh. And I don't know if that's a joke or not or if he actually needs money. It's kind of like the, the way he says it is very strange. As I'm laughing because like what an odd thing to move on to but I now I'm like oh should I not laugh? Yeah, like, I don't know if we should laugh or not because I oof. think he did say it jokingly but I don't oh. know for sure if he said it jokingly. Interesting. He lives on a farm. Okay well he lives on a farm. Somewhere that's random. Wyoming maybe. Okay. Could be. My last one is Taylor Momsen. She starred in Gossip Girl as um dan's kid sister okay she has not made an on-screen debut since gossip girl she ended up leaving near the end of gossip girl there was a few seasons left um she just did not want to be on screen anymore um and she is the she's in the band the pretty reckless so i mean i think they're pretty, Wait, the pretty reckless are actually like yeah i mean I, i've never yeah they're they're a band. Like she's been in the band for <laughs> so sorry forever. she went from like the kid one of the kids in gossip girl yes 
So like now I'm in a band. Yeah. Called the Pretty Reckless. The Pretty Reckless. Yeah. My last one is uh, Devin or Trey. Buzz McAllister. Oh, you're doing Kevin McAllister. I'm doing Buzz McAllister. Oh my God. Yeah. What happened to him? Buzz. Not much. Okay. He is pretty much known for the Home Alone franchise. Oh, buddy. Um, he was in Nebraska though. He was in. He he's been in a few things. Like his his career hasn't totally like, dropped off. Right. It, Nebraska's is it a movie or like are you talking about the place? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I had I to ask. It lives in Nebraska. <laughs> no, it was um it was a 2013 comedy drama. Oh. I think it was up for some awards though. Oh, cool. Buzz McAllister was in it. But like he hasn't been in anything that you're like, oh my god, what a, what a massive movie! And that's the kid from Home Alone. It's like all this random shit. Like he was in Hustlers. He was in what? Yeah, he was really? in R.I.P.D. You remember that? Everybody hated it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Rest um, in peace, department. I, I think they were like say. killing ghosts. Yeah. Weird stuff like that that you're like, oh, that's what Buzz McAllister is doing now. Interesting. Just well, more than random. Macaulay Culkin. So yeah, <laughs> there true. You go. True. Yeah, yeah. Now are we on to quick facts? Quick facts. The film takes place from December 1994 to November 2003 and is based on writer and director Kevin Smith's experiences as a father. This is the first film written and directed by Kevin Smith in which he did not appear. Following the failure of Gigli in 2003, Miramax removed all images of Jennifer Lopez from all promotional spots out of fear that people would think it was just another Ben Affleck Jennifer Lopez vehicle. The release date for Jersey Girl was pushed back from autumn 2003 to early 2004 due to Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King coming out and the studio's uh, attempt to play down the pre presence of Jennifer Lopez's character, Gertrude, in the movie, which included a public revelation about her character's fate. So they told the public she dies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. After Armageddon in 1998, this is the second film in which Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck play a couple. And you said they pushed it back because of a Lord of the Rings movie. Yes, so this also well. released close to when she was playing in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. When wow. Liv Tyler was in it. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, a special premiere was held at Paulsboro High School where several scenes in the movie were filmed. Smith liked the town so much and the town liked him. A street leading out of the school was named Kevin Smith Way. One of the rooms of the house has a wall of framed black and white photographs. Some of these are young photos of George Carlin, most noticeably a bust shot of him dressed for the uh, for the Air Force, which he had joined at the age of 18. When the script was first written, it was a number from Cats that Gertie was to perform at her school play, but the show closed before filming started. It was replaced with a number from Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Ben Affleck's character's name comes from the first name of the popular DC superhero Oliver, or Ollie, Queen, a.k.a. Green Arrow. Kevin Smith wrote 15 issues of Green Arrow just prior to working on this film. Jason Mewes was originally intended to play Arthur Bankman, but his problems with substance abuse caused him to drop out. Jason Lee also auditioned for the role, which ultimately went to Jason Biggs. It's a lot of Jason. There, there was. That's I weird. actually had to like triple, triple check when I was reading it. <laughs> The film's DVD release was promoted with a tongue-in-cheek commercial in which Kevin Smith begs people to buy his DVD so that he has enough money to keep his sexy wife happy. <laughs> Kevin Smith originally wanted to include some clips from Jaws for a scene where Ollie explains the birds and the bees to his daughter, but Steven Spielberg denied Smith's permission. Scenes were filmed at the New Berlin Diner in Berlin, New Jersey. Thousands flocked to catch a glimpse of the stars. There is still, as of March 2007, uh, a display of the photographs on the wall. 
Production halted until summer 2002 due to Ben Affleck's work on Daredevil in 2003. Oh my God. He was just... Swinging at the ground, eh? Geely yeah. comes out. <laughs> this this was box office didn't do too well. I quite liked it, but like Geely, Daredevil. Daredevil. I know. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Angelotti's the firm where Ollie Trinky gets an interview near the end of the film is Kevin Smith's own publicist. Originally, Bruce Willis was to be the star, Ollie Badmouthed, when it was set in the late eight in the late eighties, but a deal with Willis couldn't be secured. Joey Lauren Adams was originally considered for the part of Gertrude Steiny, but Kevin Smith thought that pairing her with Ben Affleck again would make the film look too similar to Chasing Amy from 1997, so they went with Jennifer Lopez. Kevin Smith says that it was his wife who suggested to cast Jennifer Lopez alongside Ben Affleck since she had seen Lopez in The Wedding Planner from 2001. Affleck had already considered the same idea and sold her on the part. The first of Kevin Smith's films to be rated PG-13 in the U.S., although it was initially rated R until they appealed it. Jason Biggs is the only major cast member that hails from New Jersey, and all his scenes take place in New York City. <laughs> in the second video store scene, Ollie is standing next to a copy of Shakespeare in Love from 1998, in which Ben Affleck appeared. Video copies of two of Ben Affleck's other films, Goodwill Hunting from 1997 and Phantoms from 1998, as well as Bounce, are visible throughout the movie store as well. One of the video cases seen at the video shop is Stealing Beauty from 1996, starring Liv Tyler, who plays Maya in this movie. Kevin Smith stated in 2013 he was working on an extended cut of this film, which he said had Jennifer Lopez's death happening around 45 minute mark. However, this cut was never released. Ollie and Gertie referred to the street sweeper as the Batmobile. Ben Affleck was later cast as Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice in 2016, as well as Suicide Squad in 2016. Also, a video cassette of Batman Forever 1995 can be spotted in the video store that Ollie and Maya are in during one of the scenes. Will Smith and Ben Affleck would later appear in the DC Cinematic Universe, appearing in Suicide Squad together in 2016. So is this like how the Simpsons predicted like all of the mass disasters in the planet? Like <laughs> they predicted that Ben Affleck would be Batman, right? Yeah. All right. I can guess we confirm? So. It all started so. with Jersey Girl. It did. It all started here in 2004. <laughs> this is the first Kevin Smith movie that does not have Jay or Silent Bob in it. There is a there's a Star Wars reference or a quote in here. I don't know if you noticed it when Gertie when Ollie picks up Gertie from school in the Street Sweeper, she says to him, "Punch it, Chewie." Yes, I noticed that. Honorable mentions. Okay, my honorable mention is Bart, Ollie's dad. He's a rock star in this. I loved him. Loved him. Um, also, the video store. It offered so much to the movie. The video store the in video general. The video store. Well, as we heard in Quick Facts, it also offered a lot of Easter eggs. It did. Unbeknownst to us. Yeah. Of course. My honorable mention is Kevin Smith, the director, specifically taking shots at this movie. Okay. Because this movie came out, the critics didn't really love it, and Kevin Smith kind of said, listen, it's not for the critics, it's for the people. And then not many people went to go see it. Aww. And I think now it's kind of become a stain on his reputation a little oh, bit. No. Or at least he feels that way, because I found this reference. Um, he was doing a cameo appearance in Degrassi, The Next Generation. Okay. And he tells one of the characters that he cut Jennifer Lopez out of Jersey Girl, and he wanted to cut Ben Affleck out too. Oh, wow. And then he makes the joke, he's like, but then it would have just been that little kid. 
Oh my god. <laughs> that would have been the whole movie. <laughs> Let's not replace them. <laughs> Let's just cut them. <laughs> and I thought that like Kevin Smith is low key, not low key. Everybody knows that he's funny. He is funny. Yeah. I love him. He, yeah. But he doesn't always do comedies. I think he also he was in the movie Catch and Release, which I think Ooh. we should maybe put on the list. It's yes. a little bit um darker and sadder, or more dramatic maybe, yep. but it's it's a good watch. Okay, let's watch it. I think somebody has suggested Catch and Release. Absolutely, before. yes, yeah. yes. It's on our watch list for sure. What should have been? Okay, my what should have been is that I think, you know, Ollie giving up the publicist dream and being, you know, at the forefront in that kind of genre of work or that career, I think I think there was something there instead when he went up and kind of advocated for his work and his job to close down the street, you know, to do the work. But I think, you know, should Ollie run should have run for city council. Stop it. You know, should he oh run for city council? God. I think so. I think a little blip into some municipal politics could be up his alley or could be in his future. You know how I feel about municipal politics. <laughs> Poor Ollie Trinky. My what should have been is, and I, I, it's the only thing I've been poking at this entire podcast. We should have just spent a little bit more time or taken a little bit more care with the love interest of Maya. Because it doesn't totally make sense. No. And it also, like, just mathematically doesn't make sense. Because we're led to believe she is... She, she meets this dad at a video store. He works as a city street sweeper. She is a student yes. at a university she's, writing a paper on stuff. She's 26, yeah. He is 11 years older than her. Come on! <laughs> That's not happening. Even if you are as good-looking as Ben Affleck... This dude's a city street sweeper with a kid. You are a, a student writing a paper. There is no way that those two worlds are colliding in a romantical way. Yeah, as, right? as quickly as they did. And and they didn't, like, it was weird because they didn't really collide. Like, they never sealed the deal, firstly. And they never really, like, I don't know. I, I want to know, I guess, from you guys, like, did you buy their love? Did you buy it? Did you buy into it? You're going to hear how I feel about it in rewatchability. Oh, perfect. Which is next. So I've got chemistry as a three out of five. Oh, okay. And 2.5 of that is just Gertie and Ben Affleck. Yeah. The I other agree. 0.5 is those five minutes with J-Lo. Because <laughs> I don't think there was any chemistry between Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck, which is annoying I because in it. Armageddon, we saw the chemistry. Yes. The chemistry happens. In this movie, I didn't really feel it, but at least there was enough chemistry with other people. To give it a, yeah, solid to, three. Uh, Storyline, four out of five. Thirst Factor, 2.4. Imagination, 3.7. Soundtrack, 3.4. And Cheese was a 3.2 for an overall score of 3.28 out of 5, which is good. It's not amazing. It's not spectacular. But you're going to read reviews about how horrible this movie is. It's not. It's actually a pretty good watch. It's very fun. My rewatchability is Chemistry, 2.85. Storyline, 3.75. Thirst Factor, 4. Imagination 3.5, Soundtrack 3.5, Cheese 3.5 for an overall score of 3.5. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Jersey Girl. If you enjoyed listening to us, but you have a few comments, things to say, you can get at us at Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram, um, TikTok as well. You can email romcomrewind at gmail.com as well. Thanks for listening. 